to the iZombie podcast with Robin and Steph, a fan podcast about the CW show iZombie. My name is Robin, proud owner of the Itty Bitty Nitty Committee, and I'm ready to spin a yarn. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Caught me off guard. Uh, my name is Stephanie, and this is what I look like with a layer of paint and this uncomfortable wig, uh, so don't get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we're back uh, here, and we're we've got, of course, uh, our good friend uh, from Twitter at iZombieLove herself, Cheyenne. Welcome back to the show. Hello, thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. <laughs> Holy cow, we've got a big episode to talk about, and oh my gosh, a lot happened. So much happened. My brain Shocking. is aching. <laughs> like in the recap, I'm like, how do I break this up? And I pretty much just said, live. Major, and that's all I could do to break the whole story up. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else fell into fell into place there. Um, in fact, uh, I, I got kind of nervous this morning. Uh, one of the nice uh, listeners that always tweets nice things to us, her name's Celia. Hello, Celia. Um, tweeted this morning, like something like, uh, "Will three hours be enough for your next podcast?" <laughs> Dissect the episode. I'm like three hours. I'm like, oh man, it might just be three hours. Hopefully, it's not been three hours. You guys looking at your iPhones, going, oh god, it's going to be a long one. You'll, you'll know. So, <laughs> um, it's not going to be three hours. All right, so. nope. Cut it down. Yeah, yeah. Trim, trim so the fat. I'm like here to learn because I only got to watch it like quite briefly this morning once, and I usually watch it like a couple of times in a day. Oh. And I'm like, but Robin does his research. I'm going to learn things on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, okay. So I have a little bit of news here today. Oh, of all wow. of, of all weeks to have news. Some of it stuff you already know, and folks that have listened to the Bob Dearden interview, I just wanted to say I did a little bit of research. He he mentioned uh, three new writers that are joining iZombie in season four: uh, Chelsea Catalanato, and I, and I guess she's according to her IMDb, she just is she's done like shorts in the past. I haven't really mm-hmm. seen any of those, but uh, looking forward to her. Uh, Heather Regnier. Um, she is from Sleepy Hollow and Falling Skies. Mm. And uh, lastly, Dean Laurie, which is uh, pretty exciting. Uh, he's got a, a long uh, storied career, <laughs> pun totally intended. Um, <laughs> he was last on Powerless, but some of his credits include Arrested Development. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Crazy Ones. Oh wow! My Wife and Kids, which stars uh, starred uh, Damon Wayans. Who is also the star of uh, one of the movies that he was uh, a part of a screenplay for, uh, or maybe he did it by himself. I I should have looked at the anyway. He wrote Major Pain. <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> also, uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Nine. Jason goes to hell. <laughs> Just like ah. Dean Laurie worked on. And finally, and uh, pretty uh, significant to uh, I Zombie stories. Uh, he also wrote the movie My Boyfriend's Back. Way back, oh. so uh, uh, maybe we'll have to check that one out, Steph. Because <laughs> I'm not making you watch Jason. Uh, um, yeah, I wouldn't watch Jason. <laughs> nine, <laughs> part nine. Yeah, yeah. That's what actually got us uh, uh, Stephen Williams in it, the barber 
from Do you uh, have to watch parts one through eight to know what's going on? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, he said uh, that leaving the, the show is uh, Dear Germangan, who uh, oh. wrote a lot of great episodes like Flight of the Living Dead and most recently uh, Dirt Nap Time. And also coming in late in the season is Diane Ruggiero writes. Um, so the only thing that kind of bumps, I'm, I mean, I'm looking forward to her, uh, um, remake of misfits for the U S I really love that show. And I really think that she's going to have a good, um, twist on it. Um, but we might not get that fun Diane Ruggiero second episode of the season. Like we usually do. So we might not get our, might not get a zombie bro or a zombie knows best. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They do do strong second episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, also, uh, July 5th, iZombie Season 3 comes to Netflix, folks. So, oh, we've already got it. <laughs> I'm in the UK. Or, or if you're in the UK. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know a friend of the show, Dare, has fallen behind and is probably fallen behind uh, the episodes available on the CW, so she's going to be looking forward to that. <laughs> And most importantly, uh, our friend Rose McIver, a uh, friend of the show, even though she hasn't been on uh, yet. I hope to eventually get her on here, right, Steph? Uh, okay, she's good luck. Totally, okay. She's totally coming on here sometime. <laughs> okay. Um, she uh, totally deserves a, an award for this show. And uh, the Emmys haven't been calling, which is <laughs> garbage. They should be calling every year. Uh, but this year, uh, she's up for a Teen Choice Award. Um, she's up for Choice Comedy TV Actress, and she's going against Candace Cameron from Fuller House, oh. Emma Roberts from Scream Queens, <laughs> oh. Gina Rodriguez from Jane the Virgin. Uh, I watched it. <laughs> like, I haven't watched any of these shows. Uh, Yara Shahidi uh, from Blackish. I hope I pronounced that name right. Oh, and, okay. And uh, uh, Zendaya from Casey Undercover. I think I've seen more at Casey Undercover than any of these other shows. Because I have no idea have what that is. It's a Disney show. Oh. But she's going to be in the Spider-Man I'm glad she's put in the comedy um, bracket, though, because like, the sci-fi one is always so competitive. Yeah. Um, I feel like she has a good good chance of winning the comedy. <laughs> uh, so I got to say, uh, we're going to put a call out to Team Z. This vote is in your hands. Uh, she Rose deserves an award for all her work. And since uh, we're not Emmy voters, let's just give her a Teen Choice Award. And um, uh, how to Even vote? though none of us are teens. <laughs> <laughs> Rose isn't even a teen <laughs> Whatever Let's just get her an award for all the outstanding work she does um, Go to teenchoice.votenow.tv You can log in Facebook um, And vote And you can vote 10 times a day Unfortunately that's only for US residents But Yeah I found that out the hard way <laughs> yeah. Outside of US And including US actually uh, You can um, tweet about it You can tweet your vote And you gotta use the hashtag Hashtag choice comedy TV actress um, and use Rose's name or her Twitter account. I am Rose McIver. And uh, if you want to know more about this in slower format, maybe readable, <laughs> uh, go to uh, rosemciversource.net. She's got a, a Stephanie there. Hey, another Stephanie. Um, huh? <laughs> has a uh, <laughs> has a how to guide about how to vote. And I also want to throw out there that, uh, you know, this is another Rob Thomas show. Veronica Mars is up for choice throwback TV show. 
Um, but I think uh, that all of us might be a little bit, um, um, well, I don't know if it's biased or just, you know, uh, there's other sh- there's other shows here that we might be interested in as well. Um, One Tree Hill. <laughs> One Tree Hill, of course, with Robert Buckley. And of course, uh, for from me and Steph's heart, um, Buffy's up there as well. <laughs> oh, oh, no. So, um, oh. <laughs> I mean... I'm going to say uh, officially from the iZombie podcast, Robin and Steph, vote for Veronica Mars because we like Rob Thomas. And uh, <laughs> Joss Whedon has been on the show, but Rob Thomas has. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, like I said, uh, go to rosemcyversource.net to uh, um, read her how to guide to vote for that. All right. So I think I got that all out of the way in like five minutes, hopefully, because now it's time for the recap. Um, looking for Mr. Goodbrain Part 1 Written by Diane Ruggiero Wright And John Embum And directed by Michael Fields Alright, so uh, We start off in the bunker Bunker mentality <laughs> um, And Liv and Clive have now got Harley chained to a wheel of some sort um, And That's when Major shows up with his uh, Chaos Killer gear <laughs> and, Throw it back <laughs> Yeah <laughs> So we got the classic, you know, throw the zombie a gogur, and uh, and then when he's got his back turned, you know, put him on ice, basically. Um, I like how Harley's like, I'm not gonna eat. Oh, that sounds really cool. Mm, that's yummy brains. Um, okay, so that's kind of the opening of the show, and this that's where I'm gonna kind of now split Living Major up because, uh, oh man, I hate to say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I really split them up. Um, but they're yeah, just... zombie writers did it first, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not my fault. Okay, so let's start with Liv, right? Because I think uh, the ending of Major's storyline is a bit more impactful <gasps> and horrifying, um, as it usually is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're in the morgue and uh, Ravi's gri- griping about paperwork until Liv fills him in on where she's been. And that's when Ravi shows her the newspaper with her face on it. And uh, he kind of plays coy. Um, but when Caddy comes in, she uh, Liv hides under the desk. And there's a bit of struggling between the two of them. Um, Caddy talks about the paper. Ravi, like, tosses... Like, I've, I rewound this scene a couple times because I didn't understand what he tossed down to her. Or like some tape or something. I don't I have no idea. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so Caddy says he's obviously the source, and because it says the source and in the medical examiner's office, it's obviously Ravi, considering how he got fired from the CDC. And uh, Caddy says there's more important things going on, like this Aleutian flu epidemic, which is kind of the first we're hearing about this. I mean, in the last episode. They, the, the reporter said there was like a SARS outbreak in the hospital, so I'm assuming it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. it was misidentified. Anyway, so Liv comes up. There's, she's stunned that Robbie is the source. But uh, yeah, I expected a kind of a bigger blowout here. <laughs> yeah, there was a weird edit when she gets gum on her rear end. She sits in gum. <laughs> I guess this is the gum that she was sticking on the computer's. In the last episode. Oh, my God. I was like, how is this a thing? Like, what is this supposed to mean? I mean, it's kind of funny. She has gum in her jeans, but it's like like a quick, hard edit. And it's. I was like, is this supposed to mean something? I think you're right. Wow, that's awesome. Great catch. 
<laughs> but it is a weird edit there. It is. She's like, yeah, I, I think thought, I sat in and then it's like theme song. <laughs> yeah, I thought Netflix had done something weird. And I was like, oh, they're going to explain it to me what actually happened. But no, they just cut it weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we go to Liv's place and Peyton can't stop thinking about how Baracus is involved in the dominatrix case. Uh, Liv says it still might not be him. And yeah, like, that there are like twenty other people who are, people's twenty other people <laughs> who are on the video that are not identified yet. Yeah, and uh, Peyton, you know, after hearing about Harley, she's like, "Oh, we should uh, maybe we should freezing sounds like a good idea." And the great line: "We're not freezing the mayor. We're not freezing the mayor of Seattle." <laughs> I love how the zombie's the rational one in all of this. <laughs> And then they talk about the paper, and uh, Liv doesn't like the fact that Peyton's like she that that person looks like a monster. Well, that, that's me. Oh, a, a cute monster. <laughs> uh, so we go back to the morgue, and Rachel shows up with coffee. And like we were kind of arguing last week on the podcast and in the interview, like the existence of zombies in Seattle is more important than Ravi's feelings. <laughs> Even though it's kind of a yeah, yeah but she's gotten in trouble before. Yeah, but she has a lot of nerve coming mm. back to him. Yeah, she's like, I got questions. I got like five more questions. <laughs> like, I'm really gonna nail this one. Um, and Robbie is absolutely done with her and uh, says that uh, she needs to leave because uh, he's he knows that uh, Liv is showing up. He's saying that it's not hygienic. <laughs> Which I'm like, oh, that's that's cute. We say hygienic. Um, Cheyenne, do you have anything to say about that? Hygienic. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Cheyenne, I've I decided. Have to really think. <laughs> You've What's decided. That? What have you decided? Oh, crap! To? I've decided who your voice reminds me of, and now I, I uh, dang it. <laughs> uh, You're on the spot. <gasps> I'm not editing this. No one's ever told me I sound like anyone, so I'm like on tenterhooks, like waiting. You sound uh, like Raul Coley. No. Hold on. <laughs> What's the Christmas movie? Well, I mean, there's a few of them. Die Hard. No, the English I'm Christmas. I'm I'm up at Christmas Carol. Oh. No. Scrooge. <laughs> okay, uh, here's the movie she was in: Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, Kara Knightley. Yes. Oh, there we go. Ah. <laughs> what Christmas movie is that? Oh, Love Actually. Yeah. Oh, whoa. Okay. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> okay, okay. All right. I, I'll take that. She's She's got a very nice British accent. But people always, when they meet me, they think I'm Australian. And I'm literally anyone who is not, even British people will go, oh, you're from Australia. I'm like, no, no, I'm from, the, I'm from like 20 minutes from where you are. But that's fine. <laughs> so Karen Knightley, I will take it. Um, and uh, uh, oh yeah I love how um, you know he says uh, hygienic and then she says "Um, isn't everybody here already dead which I was like (laughs) nailed it already dead Um, but on cue uh, Liv arrives in her full Rose McIver disguise and and I like it because the test is set up here. I mean, this is the girl who came face to face with the cute monster and somehow took a photo, and and she doesn't recognize Liv at all. So, I guess she can get away with this uh, Rose McIver disguise. <laughs> I know. I was wondering, is this going to be is this going to be Liv's look from now on? Is she going to wear 
her Rose McIver disguise <laughs> from now on. But no, I I think she made it clear that it's just temporary until everybody forgets about this front page. And like you said in, you know, it's in the next scene, but in your opening line, it's not like she enjoys it or like, like, like Clive is like, this is what you look, this is what you really look like. And she's like, Oh no, this is me with a wig and a layer of paint. This is not. I really like the in joke about how like inconvenient the wig is. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but uh, before we get to that scene, is, uh, I mean, Robbie kicks Rachel out of the out of the lab, and uh, I gotta say, I, I don't think this is a spoiler. I mean, this is this is an official tweet from a, a cast member, but Ella Cannon, who plays Rachel, uh, tweeted out, "Okay, she may not have the best ethics in the world, but I loved my time with Rachel." Big thanks to Rob Thomas, the writers of My Zombie. Mm. So mm. I'm thinking that's it for Rachel, at least. Until season four, she might come back for season four. Mm. It was left very open ended. Yeah, yeah. I expected her to pop back in later, but huh. I mean, um. All right, so we go to an alley, and two dudes tell Clive that they were dumpster diving for food. Yeah, they're freegans. <laughs> freegans. <laughs> they do exist. I mean, is this really a thing? Yes. What? Yeah. Unfortunately. No. That's gross. I mean, Clive. Clive's face and that dude takes a bite out of that half a sandwich. <laughs> I'm so glad we didn't lose Clive's reactions when he found out about Liv. Like, they found other ways. I'm like, yeah, he yeah. has that. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, uh, wig, layer of paint. And, okay, so the body, uh, it... We find out that it was killed. She was killed with a, a blow to the head and a couple of superficial stab wounds. So I guess that means that the stab wounds were kind of given to her, but not really needed for the death. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was like a stage thing or what, but there's no blood, so most likely the body is dumped here. And that's uh, and uh, oh yeah, had all her money and a uh, hotel key card, and that's when Ravi realizes it's Caddy. So. Um. So in the next chapter, now you CDC me. <laughs> I think one of my favorite like tags of all of them, like <laughs> it never, I mean, never fails with its pun game. I yes. love, I love a good pun. <laughs> <laughs> There's even a commentary on it at the end of the episode too, which is great. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll get to it. Um, so at the more Gravi's a little distressed by doing an autopsy on someone he slept with. He's not like really broken up about it, which is sad, sad to see, but he says it was a grudge boink (laughs) right in front of this woman's dead body. It's just like, oh, dude, that's just, mm." uh, but, um, that's when he starts warning her that she might be a little attracted to him when she eats the the brain. (laughs) And that's when Liv makes a yummy looking caddy cups cake. My favorite mm-hmm. of like all of the eyes on me recipes. I'm like that does. I could. I think I could eat that. I think I could just about stomach it. <laughs> yeah, my daughter makes something like that all the time. Like when there's nothing sweet in the house and she wants something, she makes a. It's a mug brownie that you just put in the microwave. <laughs> I don't think I need to test my microwave with that. <laughs> it could go horribly wrong. My microwave met my. my may end up as like in the house at the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, why are I we laughing? 
Uh, oh, I wanted to say a side note to the listeners. There's been some cars that have gone by. I have my window open, and I apologize. It's really hot in my house. And yeah, I also apologize if you can hear my fan. Like, we're having a, a heat wave that Bushin yeah. cannot deal with at the moment. So yeah. my fan is going... And the place where it's usually hot at my house, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, if there are any police sirens, I'll try to edit them out. But <laughs> uh, it's pretty much a crime-free night this evening. So, so um, okay. So um, uh, we have Meg Nevins shows up. Uh, she's a colleague of Caddy's. Uh, she speaks scientific gobbledygook. <laughs> and uh, Robbie translates. Robbie has to translate it. <laughs> For Clive, that was yeah. great. I like that Robbie is involved in this investigation. Yes, more than usual. Yeah, me too. Mm. I like I like seeing him sit down in the interview room. With, oh, with I Liv. loved it. Yeah, and not even when, not even because it was funny. I just I just like that he's yeah. involved. And mm. you know, keeping a professional for part of that conversation, but we'll get to it. Um, uh, uh, so Kat, we find out Caddy was trying to track the spread of a Lucian flu, which came on a flight from Paris to Seattle. Um, it was, she's checking out the first class passengers and she was working down the list and had four left. Um, so. Okay. Let's talk about a Lucian flu. Okay. I looked at the Aleutian islands. They're, they're near Alaska and, you know, how is it coming from Paris? And <laughs> is it that skipping a? Oh, I guess we'll get to that. Never mind. But yeah, how is the illusion flu coming from Paris? I don't understand. I yeah, I I don't really know. I mean, maybe it's just the name of it. Um, uh, maybe it skips all around the world. It's very elusive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, I actually uh, wrote down a bunch of the of questions going into the finale finale uh, at the end of my recap here um, because uh, I they were just buzzing around my head. So maybe we can put it all together at the end. Um, all right. So uh, we go through Caddy's things. There's cocktail napkins. Uh, one of them says 17D um, and Ravi wonders if the CDC – is not tracking like a flu, but some sort of like bioterrorism. And that's when Clive is like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, really communicating with all his like facial expressions of a man <laughs> desperately needing to wash his hands as soon as possible. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, BT Dubs, did y'all watch uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway? With I have it like halfway watched on my thing, but I didn't have time to finish yes, it. Yes, I, I so too. It's I so disappointing. I mean, which he's great. He's funny. Yeah. And it's nice to see Malcolm instead <laughs> of Clive. But that's what frustrates me about that show. They bring these guest stars on and these – the comedians, the improv actors have no idea what this show is. <laughs> you know? They're yeah. Just, they, it's so generalized. Mm -hmm. Like – it's okay. You're on a show about zombies, and they do a little song about brains. zombies and brains. Like <laughs> I thought the song was funny, though. I mean, it was fun, but it's just that show just frustrates me. <laughs> I, lo I love his lines. I, I even have like a draft on my personal Twitter. that was like, "Can we get some of the eyes on cast on on his lines?" Anyway, so it was a great surprise for me to have Malcolm, and like I've seen the whose line is anyway live and stuff. So I'm like yeah. excited about that. Yeah, you know, I, and just have, I have an issue with guest stars. To me, it's guest stars. Yeah. Guest stars, okay. Yeah. 
a baby show. <laughs> um, uh, for me, it was like I really enjoyed uh, the brain song. Um, you could tell like Malcolm really wanted to try to like bust out into his own uh, verse uh-huh. of the song, but right. like, and, and that's the thing, he's not like really participating in it. He's yeah, just, he's just there to be visible. Yeah, and he's for, there to have uh, fun and just kind of promote another CW show, which is yeah, fine, you know. Uh, I'm just glad that the CW were like did it because they they un- under overlook they overlook a zombie a lot. So it's like okay, well, yeah. at least you're including. Yeah, them. some yeah. shows they're not really fair with their promotion. They <laughs> some shows get promoted better than others. Anyways, now that we've burned all our bridges with the CW, uh, <laughs> sorry CW, on. you're not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I still love you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> We go to the interview room, and like we said, Robbie and Liv are sitting at the table, and there's Clive just, like, hiding in the corner. In the corner. <laughs> he can't get any more in the corner. He's so far in the corner. It's like he's pushing himself, like, with one foot, his entire body is in the corner. Yeah. I didn't get this lady's name. I just called her older lady in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> older racist lady. Yeah. But sorry, lady. You're not Shepard Smith's type. Oh. Does Shepard Smith have bedroom eyes, though? <laughs> I mean, yes, he's very handsome. <laughs> um, and I like how she's like, I could have the flu, you know? <laughs> and it just freaks out Clive even more, especially when she starts, like, hacking away. <laughs> Give her a drink of water. Give her a drink of water. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's during this questioning that Ravi drops a pen. <laughs> and boom, that first vision. Uh, I just wrote down POV of Ravi heading south on Caddy. Oh, oh my god! Yuck! 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 It's like the most eloquent way you could put it, but still. <laughs> uh, Liv, Liv is horrified uh, when she comes out of the, the vision, and it's funny because then, like out of nowhere, Robbie freaks out because he thinks there's a spider on him, <laughs> which then triggers another vision, and I'll just say the lines, okay? Dead kittens. Winston Churchill eating fried chicken. Flatulent Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> and my That is Ravi's version of baseball. Thinking about baseball. <laughs> or just, you know, my wife like leaned over, she's like, What is like it's hilarious, but what is he doing? Why is he screaming that? I was like, he's trying to stay He's trying to not you know, <laughs> I just feel bad for Robbie because he was the butt of every joke. Like yeah. <laughs> this entire episode, Robbie was the butt of the joke. And I was like, oh, poor, poor child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, um, and it's funny because like she comes out of it. She's like, like Liv is really pale for Liv. And, uh, <laughs> and that's when Robbie's like, was I in there? <laughs> just <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so, oh, go ahead. It's just that you know, just like Liv and Peyton flirting. This is just gross. <laughs> You've got a weird thing about the, these guys. We're gonna have to have a longer. I love Liv and Peyton sometime. flirting. I was like, yeah. <laughs> it's the friend thing. If they weren't friends, it would be okay. I yeah. flirt with my friends. We love each other. <laughs> so you think if like if like Ravi was uh, being especially like dirty talking some uh, uh, like a 
romantic uh, interest in the show, you might be like more into it. Oh yeah, I could see him as yeah, I could go for that, uh-huh. but not Caddy and not Leo. <laughs> oh, why not Caddy? I don't know. That's just repulsive too. I don't know because she's not. I don't know. She's the boss because like because boss. it was the the whole grudge bang thing. I was yeah. feeling yeah. that. I knew that's what the case was, and I knew it was not <laughs> healthy. Yeah. You know, Ravi and Peyton, hot, hot, hot. But, I mean, I can see I feel like Ravi would have had to have thought about extra dead kittens with Peyton over Peyton. <laughs> <laughs> dead kittens rolling like under fields cars. of dead kittens. <laughs> Decapitated children. Ah. <laughs> this has taken a dark turn. <laughs> um, so, anyway, it turns out the lady's super racist. Um <laughs> And uh, she even follows it up with, like, she's saying that this guy obviously didn't have any regard for human life, which is funny because then you go to the next scene and, you know, he's playing with a baby. Yeah, Um, well, you know, she does watch Fox News. (laughs) Even though Shepard Smith is the most reasonable on the network. Yeah. He doesn't lie, you know, like Mm -hmm. the others, but... Yeah, she d- she does watch Fox News, so there you go. I got to make an, uh, a shout out to. Uh, I mean, I read the reviews of I Zombie that come out after the episode, you know, in prep prepping for the show. Um, and always good is uh, AV Club. Um, Carrie Raisler wrote a review, and she wrote, you know, about this scene. Considering Raul Coley is constantly battling people on Twitter who come at him with the same racist garbage that this witness did. It was nice to watch him do it in the context of an episode, you know, cause you can yeah. see like Ravi was just like, really, you know, really? <laughs> <laughs> so you're lumping me with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, all right. So, um, the only info that Jimmy, the, the Sikh as he's built, Um, um, Has is that there was a little Barking dog and that This lady (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) I know When I rewatched it I was like Uh oh Uh oh Okay. I know. I was yeah. When I got when we got to the end of the episode, I was like, "What's the point of that?" Mm-hmm. <sighs> and this lady freaked out because he took his shoes off. <laughs> so Tripoli is probably very close to Paris. Uh, Tripoli is in Libya. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I thought Tripoli was no, someplace else because I'm a stupid American. <laughs> no, 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 no. I am too. I only know this because I used Google this morning. I was like, <laughs> uh-huh. where exactly is Trip? Is, that's like right outside France, right? Nope, not at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> it sounds like, like Italian, so I get where you're going with that. Tripoli. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we go to Peyton's office and Mayor Barakis visits. He's got the Alt Weekly and he's pretty much just like, you're in the know. You know everything that's going on here. Uh, and he's a little slimy here. Yeah, and he's just like he knows that there's something coming, and he needs to prepare for it, and he needs a chief of staff to help him out. That's in the know, you know. He needs his own. He needs Peyton to, you know, spicy it up. Or know? he needs her to not investigate <laughs> the Weckler Weckler case. 
I don't know, because as she notes later, and as I noted when I watched the scene, she gives him a little kind of a, a poke here. Not not hmm. like a physical poke, but like, hey, I've, it turns out that uh, James Weckler's daughter might have some more info, which, you know, she doesn't, <laughs> you know, or maybe mm. she does, but it's not something that Peyton's going on here. She says it to see if he gets any sort of reaction. He has none. And in fact, he's like, oh, and by the way, I'm I'm probably on that tape, <laughs> just so you know. So I, we'll talk about it. Um, <laughs> I've got I've got all sorts of conspiracy theories at the end here. I mean, unless you want to say anything, what do you think? Uh, I, I was thinking, I mean, OK, uh, Liv has a good point. They need Peyton on the inside right. of the mayor's office. But uh, my first instinct was that he was getting her off the. He was trying to uh, keep her away. Yeah, trying to comey her. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot more like a more like a comey and less like a spicer. I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> Hopefully, like a year from now, somebody's like people are like, "Oh my god, that's so dated." What are you talking about? <laughs> or hopefully, they're just like, "What are they even talking about?" <laughs> It's just funny because, like, looking back on season one, it seems so simple because it's like, oh, we're just, like, figuring out Blaine's operation and all of that stuff. And then season two is like, oh, we've got Mr. Boss and we've got um, the Max Rager Corporation. Now it's like, okay, so we've got Fillmore Graves and we've got, uh, now I've got the government involved. It's just like, <laughs> I can't keep up with the zombie writer's brain. So. It's like the wire. I'm yeah. You, next year is going to be like the media. <laughs> it's the media's fault. <laughs> Uh, and I do like uh, what Bob Dearden said on our interview that this is the Game of Thrones of CD- CW. So <laughs> totally, totally there for that. Uh, okay, so we go to a hotel bar and Liv is watching the news. And there's some information here if you're paying attention because this is kind of the beginning of the media season if you wanted to see it. Because <laughs> there's some disinformation going on here. I mean, Johnny Frost is on... The TV and the, like the headline is zombie hoax, you know, but there's also kind of like a panic rising. Parents are keeping kids out of school. And, uh, you know, as the as uh, Rachel's article must have said that zombies have lower br- blood pressure. So she's the, the parents are keeping the kids out of school until they can screen for that. So how do you think you think you'd feel if you had read that and your kids were going to school? Do you think you'd be one of those parents? I don't know. See, all weekly, it looks like it's like we, they oh. found Bat Boy last week, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Zombies are real! <laughs> I don't know. I would probably see if any other news sources were, uh, you know, seconding that, mm. seconding that opinion because, uh, <laughs> and, you know, good old Johnny Frost, the, the face of Seattle, is talking zombie hoax here. I might be like, nah, I believe in Johnny. <laughs> uh, so uh, Liv shows the bartender a picture But he's like part time And he doesn't know anything So uh, this is when he catch, she catches a handsome guy's eye And uh, he invites her to his room He's like give me some time to call my wife Yeah he did, he's not he's like very trying to Yeah he's not trying to uh, You know Pretend anything mm-hmm. And uh, Liv 
actually walks up there and stops herself before I she knocks on I know. I was like, oh, my God. She's going to infect him. What is she doing? I know. I wish that I had not saw the promo. Yes. Thank you very much. Yeah. I wish that we had figured it out about the same time she did. I know. That was like probably my worst, my one problem with the episode. And it's not even the episode's fault. It's the fact that I read like an episode description the week before. We figured out it was Caddy like weeks before when we knew (laughs) about the episode description. Oh, see, I hadn't read anything and I hadn't seen any of the promos. And when I was watching it, I was like, well, she did kind of jump into bed with Ravi. So I can see where this is going. Ah, okay. Mm. That's cool. Yeah, because, I mean, I, again, my wife sitting next to me is literally like, just like, what is she doing? Why would she do this? <laughs> like, I'm like, no, no, why would she do this? <laughs> and I've seen a lot of reaction on Twitter uh, about people freaking out, you know, as they were watching it, you know, mm. live, live tweeting it. All right. So- I guess I'm just... I was going to say cynical, but then uh, I, I figured out. <laughs> you just got to use. I mean, yeah, exactly. It's like this must be a brain thing. This mm. doesn't live. Mm. But it's um, not our girl. <laughs> all right. So uh, the next chapter is pure goggles, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Liv is being very distant in the morgue, and Robbie is is he's harassing her. I mean, let's be honest. It's a little bit, dude. Well, I think that <laughs> he's I don't fun. usually his. His humor is self-effacing, you know. Yeah. Like he's he's usually not the, uh, this cocky about himself. So I, I just took Good this. Word for he it. was he was just oh yeah, just, he was just I, kidding. The visions like stripped of Ravi of any sexual credibility. So Ravi's just like <laughs> doing his ego thing. I was like, yeah, okay, we need to like this is just embarrassing for him. <laughs> not my fault that we brain banged. He says, and then he says. Did you see my uh, – I don't want to talk about it. I take that as a yes, and you're welcome. Which is <laughs> hilarious. Uh, um, so Peyton shows up and says – mentions that Barakas didn't flinch when she mentioned Tatum. And the other, like you said, it would be good for her to get this job. Also, like, you know, if if he's not innocent, she can keep an eye on him. Um, so we go back to the hotel bar and we have some voiceover from Liv. I know. We haven't heard voiceover in so long. Yeah. Um, and she feels drawn to the place. And we have academic type uh, Seth here buying Liv a drink. And I guess this guy was on Eureka. I never watched the show, but I noticed that he was on uh, the entire series, I think. Or at least most of it. Hmm. Um, all right. So Liv is charmed by how nervous he is and they end up in the elevator making out, but Liv comes to her senses and apologizes. Uh, and he's like, you're sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and that's when Liv has a little check-in with Justin at her apartment and just like, what are we, what's our relationship? And I love Justin's joke. He's like, oh, we're, we're zombies. (laughs) But I mean, they determined that they're an exclusive couple and, um, Liv is very happy about this. I thought she would already know this by now, but I don't know. Maybe it's just well, she, she just felt guilty. She feels guilty about being pulled to that bar. Yeah, and those one night stands that she just, is resisting. I don't know how I meant, to, like how attached I meant to be to the relationship because, like, mm-hmm. Lowell got so much more screen time. Drake got so much more screen time. Yeah. I just feel like they're keeping it quite 
like there's enough there that you like okay they're together but there's not enough that I'm like okay they're staying they're like I need to get attached to this um yeah yeah I don't think I am you know I don't think I was too emotionally involved with Drake but he had I don't know I don't know. I definitely was emotionally involved with Lowell because, you know, he felt bad for him. He was infected by Blaine and, um, yeah, he was kind of a victim as well. And, um, yeah, I, uh, we've had fun with Justin. I've really liked Justin probably more than Trake, but I, I haven't been like, oh my God, if they break up. <laughs> yeah, Justin, I can tell you. He used to be a DJ, and now he's a zombie uh, soldier. Yeah. But other than that, I can't tell you too much about him. He's a nice guy. Him and Major have a lot in common. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's not much there. Yeah. He's. I mean, all the stuff we've seen with him, I, I liked him. But I've also, like, when she checks in with him in this scene, I was like, well, maybe I'm not so invested in this relationship as I was mm. before. Not because of what happens later. That's a lot of trouble that we're going to talk about. But uh, um, I don't know. Maybe maybe she should be single. I don't I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we go back to the hotel, but this time it's Clive pretty much dragging Liv in there with him. <laughs> and she's all like pretending it's her first time, and even though like the waitress and the part time bartender would recognize her. <laughs> Uh, and the bartender, the main bartender says that Caddy would leave the bar with, uh, a different guy every night. He's could ID four or five of them. And that's when Liv is finally like, what? Light bulb. <laughs> that's what's <laughs> happening. Um, so Clive asks if she can talk to another passenger with him and she's very much like, nope, I'm going to go to a party with my boyfriend. I'm not going to miss this party. No way. And so... <laughs> Um, at the interview room, we see Clive talking to this guy, Mr. Edsel, and apparently he was arguing with his wife and he switched seats with some girl in 17 D. Um, all right. So the chapter title, Caddyshack Liv definitely doesn't go to that party. She goes to the hotel bar again and a voiceover again is like trying to make herself leave. I, I need to get out of here. When all of a sudden, like an assault of charisma, and broodiness uh, Jason Doring A.K.A. Chase Graves A.K.A. Logan Nichols uh, Joins her um, I want to be assaulted With charisma <laughs> <laughs> Well I mean it's happening right now Guys but, uh, I'm trying fun. to keep it On, on the DL <laughs> um, Alright so uh, yeah, he. There's. Just, I like this little little flirty talk here. Like he's. You finally tanned and dyed, and and they. We cut away and we come back to them. They're like sitting close together. The drinks are flowing. They're playing that cute little game where they're like trying to imagine lives of people around them in the bar and what their sexual fantasies might be. And I. I that I, classic I, game. That classic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I've seen this before in something else, and. You know, if I had more time, I would maybe look through some Veronica Mars I, recaps. Cause I know I'm like, that I've seen it somewhere else. I'm not sure about the sexual fantasy bit, but... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe that's just an addition. Anyway, this is where we get the whole fantasy of some person's a knitter, they're, they own a yarn store, and it's some sort of funny pun like nitpicker, itty-bitty, nitty committee. <laughs> <laughs> 
and then what their secret sex fantasy is, oh, being tied up with anything but yarn. And then Logan, I mean, uh, Chase asks what Liv's uh, sex fantasy is, and he has to go first, and he says it's the sex on, a, on his desk in his hotel room where you got this, like, whole view of the city. Um, and uh, Liv starts talking about her fantasy about being completely naked, and it kind of goes away. Sometimes I forget, like... When I think of iZombie, I always think of it as quite, you know, very um, fun tone. I'm like, oh, yeah, children could watch this. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, maybe not. <laughs> it's crazy, too, because yeah. there's been a lot of, like, sex in this season. Yeah. And you know how... Major and Liv, Jesus, they've been throwing yeah. it all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> and Robbie. It's, it's crazy that, like, this is probably the first season it's really been like that, where... Like, I remember when we first were getting ready for the show to premiere that some of the interviews were like, oh, it's going to be like zombies, but they're like gorgeous and they have sex, you know, <laughs> but it's fun, you know? So I, I expected more of that, but now it's, now it's definitely happening. <laughs> um, I don't, do you remember that stuff? No, <laughs> no? I do not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So we go to- So it made it sound like it. If I'd heard that. <laughs> what, Cheyenne, what'd you say? I'm sorry. I said I'd have probably watched it sooner if I had. It was like, <laughs> just zombies having sex. I was so <laughs> because I used to be terrified. I was like phobic of zombies. And I, I like left eye zombie for a while. I was like, I'll get to it. And then I got around and I was like, what was I scared of again? <laughs> so gorgeous zombie sex sounds like mm-hmm. I could get on board with it. Um, all right. So we go to... Clive's desk, <laughs> not 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 Chase's just yet. Um, and uh, we see Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh is asking about the Johns family. How they're just completely wiped off the map. Where are they? No idea. Yeah, that Harley hasn't been heard from in days. Mm-hmm. And he has a fax from the CDC, uh, and, and this is where Chase finds out. Chase, jeez Louise, <laughs> oh, I can't I can't help myself. <laughs> um. Clive finds out that uh, this is uh, it finds out the identity the identity of who's in 17D. We'll get to that, but um, mm-hmm. we have a quick cut to Chase's room. There is sex happening, like it starts happening, and you're like, "Whoa, live! Whoa, live! Whoa, live!" Because <laughs> it's just like, I mean, as soon as she starts reaching for his belt, I'm like, "Well, they're gonna have sex." I mean, I don't. know. What did you guys think? Yeah, because, you know, the first – okay, this is the, the rule of threes. <laughs> the first two, she could not – it would be wrong because she would uh, transmit the zombie virus to him. Well, this person she can have sex with, but she's had the conversation with Justin, so she's cheating on Justin now. Mm-hmm. So this is so bad. And in, in previous, like, I feel like she's always, like, stopped herself from going, like, that step too far. Um, and I don't see why she wouldn't have in this case, so it just seems a bit out, out of character. But then I'm like, I can see, I feel like she did want to as well. Yes. Like not, just, not just on catty brain. I feel like she kind of wanted to. The, uh, the yeah. char- charismatic electricity of Chase Graves. Yeah. yeah, and he was like, I, I think he says in the next scene, like he's, like when they first met each other at the Baracus fundraiser. He yeah, like he's been thinking about yeah. her ever since meeting her at the Baracus fundraiser. Um, so, yeah, I was completely smitten. I don't know about you guys, but. Uh, <laughs> I was like, Justin, who? <laughs> 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 All 
All right, let's, so uh, we got to talk about uh, friends of the show, uh, Patrice and Tatum here. Uh, Clive goes to Patrice's house. Tatum answers the door, and Clive asks uh, Patrice about her flight and asks if she was approached by Caddy. And Patrice looks at the picture, and she says she's never seen Caddy. And then out steps Carrie Gold, who <gasps> ends up being Patrice's mom. What? <laughs> Wow. Oh, wow. Gosh. I mean, it, like, it, I, I don't know. It makes sense. And I feel kind of like, why wouldn't Clive know what Patrice is like? like well, this house, how would he not know who lives there? You know, if he's, but I, I'm wow. like, whatever, I'm, I'm looking over it because the shock of it, you know, like, what mm-hmm. does this mean? And mm. oh boy, I wrote some notes about what this means later, but. I don't know if you guys want to mention anything or what you think is going on here. I want you to tell me what it means. <laughs> I have no idea. About like, I need to know. <laughs> I'll tell you what I think, but we'll, we got to get to the end of the recap for that. So we got to do real quick uh, Chase's room. Liv is in bed. She's got her bra on. So obviously it went all the way. And there is freaking, I don't know, it, it, he's like sculpted out of... Uh, <laughs> He's a little too, uh, too muscular. Too muscular. He's very muscular. You'd be like too developed. Get out of here. Too developed. No (laughs) time for you. (laughs) I was like, I I mean, I was full George Takai. Oh my. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and uh, yeah. Um. Anyway, good good on you, Jason Doring. Like, really, really like. Holy cow. Mm. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, it turns out he has a little dog he calls White Fang. So it's a little dog. Hmm. And uh, as Chase prepares a shower, uh, Liv finds a napkin with Caddy's name and room number on it. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> So that either means that he was just one of the people that she slept with, or he killed her and dumped her in an alley. But she couldn't have slept with him because she's human. All right. Mm. Well, she could have. Well, <laughs> I guess she would have woken up in the alley, though, huh? Um, I want to know what's the puncture marks. Yes, the superficial stab ones. That's all it is. So, who knows? Like, what did he puncture her with? Was it him? Yeah. All right. So, we got to get into major storyline here. Wait, wait. The yappy dog on the plane. So, it -hmm. was Chase carrying the illusion flu? No. It was... I think it was Patrice with the dog in the plane. (laughs) Open up the open open up the envelope. Ah, <laughs> oh, you said Cluedo. Uh, we what do you it, call it? We call it Clue. Oh no, it's Cluedo over here. <laughs> everybody, so Chase- everybody's like everybody's like Monopoly, uh, Game of Life, and uh, Brits are like, but Cluedo. <laughs> so Chase took Patrice's dog. <laughs> I'm assuming that. If there is uh, a possible uh, uh, 
something, some sort of animal that's carrying a virus that could hurt humans. Maybe he was like, I will take it to the hotel where there are more humans. And hmm. I'm just wondering if perhaps he is the, the dog is the vector that they're talking about. And the dog is, is like the, the outbreak monkey. (laughs) He's going to release it in a public area or something, something going on. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm confused. I'm confused too. I don't know, but all this dog talk is making Sadie real anxious. (laughs) (laughs) Sadie, it's okay. You're not sick. All right. Major storyline. Down the tube, it starts off with. And we're at uh, Chase's office, and Chase offers to share a brain tube with Major. I think Major took a bite, right? He didn't just kind of mouth the packet. He he took a bite. I think he was like. I am committed to <laughs> Fillmore Graves. I'm going to do this to not be found out. Yeah. Yeah. It's It must be like drinking like um, non-alcoholic beer as an alcoholic. <laughs> like I really like this stuff, the taste of this when I was an alcoholic. But now that I don't like beer anymore, I got to drink this and it's – But then again, I mean there's a difference between beer and human brains. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Chase reads a haiku. The haiku goes, we built a sex tent. We did it in a sex tent. Then we did it some more, which is not technically a haiku, but Shauna took a good attempt at that there. Um, Chase says he knows Major's human because he was sleeping with Shauna, which I was like, oh, oh God, I, know, I didn't, I didn't even think that. about that. Yeah. yeah. Shauna ruins everything. <laughs> <laughs> not a Shauna fan? Not a Shauna fan. I'm not, uh, I maybe I'm not a fan of Major for a second. I was like, Major, this is a red flag. This girl sent you a picture of herself and you're a known mass murderer. <laughs> <laughs> red flag number one. Second, she has a selfie stick. Uh, red flag number two. <laughs> you know, I think at this point, I, since I'm thinking of it and since we're talking about it, I should just go to the feedback really quick because we have somebody named Ian. Uh, listener of the show who wrote in defense of Shauna because no, it seems like anybody we we talk crap about on this podcast there's going to be someone that comes out to the defense of <laughs> the character so with yeah. the storyboards yes <laughs> Ian thank you for writing to the show uh, he says hey guys love the podcast I was just listening to some of the response Shauna got and I feel like I need to defend her Major was wrong to break up with her I said it she didn't really do anything wrong yeah, she posted pictures of her and the guy she was sleeping with on her Tumblr, but is that really a big deal? Don't people do that stuff all the time anyways? I assume you guys do that with your wives or girlfriends, boyfriends on Facebook. I also don't like how people are automatically assuming she's exploiting Major by selling t-shirts when nothing really indicated that. I assume the Fillmore Graves guys saw that on the internet and printed a shirt themselves. Okay, so one thing. Let me let me just backtrack. Ian, uh, if I shared a private conversation with my wife on Facebook, she'd be really pissed at me. Yeah, see, I have learned. You know, grow. You know, when your child comes grows up with the internet, and you want to put all these pictures of your kids on the internet. My child is very private. She does not want me. Like, I want to brag about how smart my kid is and how great she is. And she does not want me to put anything on the internet. I mean, so pictures are one thing, respect. but, like, screen caps of, like, sects 
I, I paused yeah, on some of them from the last episode and they were quite entertaining because it was like Shauna going, I want you to do stuff to me. And Major replied with, that's allowed. That's so hot. <laughs> I will allow it. And then on, on this week's, it was like, she, he texted, where are you? And she was like, physically at work, mentally fought last. And I'm like, that's me. Like, mentally fought last is going to be my status from now on. <laughs> Physically, I'm at home. Mentally, I'm at fault last. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, also, his comment on the t-shirts. I guess uh, I mean he did. He wrote this before the latest episode came out, but in this latest episode, we see uh, Natalie, who will be talking about wearing one of those shirts. So I'm assuming she did not get that from the Fillmore Graves guys. She bought it at a shop. The thing is, Major Lily White is a mean tea machine because um, there was also one that you, I think you can still buy online somewhere um, that's like him, like Major in his like shirtless in his towel from season one with Major <laughs> Lady Boner on wow, it. And really? someone, I was at a Paris convention for One Tree Hill a couple of years ago and someone bought Rob that T-shirt and he wore it for his photo ops. Like I have photos with Rob. <laughs> of him in major lady boner a picture of himself half naked and it's like Rob <laughs> so you know major just spawns these memes <laughs> it's true a lot of gifts that I see like on Twitter are major related especially yeah. after uh, zombie knows best holy cow <laughs> Like every inch of that was gift. Uh, let me continue here. Um, I don't think it's fair to assume that on Shauna, uh, when she made it clear what her intentions were, uh, she was just trying to help Major and kind of help Patch's re- reputation as something he made clear that he wanted, that he felt terrible about. Remember he was consoling her about feeling terrible that Ravi's friend walked right out when she saw him? Um, yeah, it's not like it's broadcast to the whole city, but it helps it, but at least it helps people understand one, one step at a time. I mean, the only thing she did wrong was post texts. I don't see how that's a big deal, honestly, unless she's giving away private information, which I assume she isn't. I mean, how bothered can you be that people online saw your text to your girlfriend saying you miss her or whatnot? She's just posting sweet stuff. He says to show people he's not killer. He's not a killer or a mean guy, but instead just talk talking to her about a problem he had he just leaves her doesn't give her a chance to, all right so basically he's like really needs to defend shauna and uh says that he um she deserves better no. so <laughs> respect your opinion ian and i do feel some empathy for her maybe she just doesn't know where the line is but that's about it and i don't think we're gonna hear from intentions were good execution was creepy yeah. Um, okay, so back to the uh, Major's review here. Um, Major gets fired, and um, uh, Major begs for like a desk job or janitorial, but nope. Um, so I guess I could pose it to you guys. Does Chase fire Major because he found out that he is a human, or does he have some sort of alternate reason because of shady reasons? I, I can't think of anything unless he knows that. The thing was interesting here with this and with uh, this next scene where everybody's like congratulating him on being a badass. No one's asking him about like how he got cured. It, so I'm to assume that he, they all think, including Chase, that Major's been human this entire time. <laughs> hmm. That's what I, that was like the only logical thing I could think of. Yeah. 
because other people would be like, what, this cure, you know? Because <laughs> we've seen him with other guys, like, doing the routines or whatever and stumbling around and uh, whatever. But the only time we've seen him exhibit these, like, Max Rager powers was um, when they went on a mission. And it's really Justin saw that. Mm. And he did get shot with, like, what, 17 bullets or something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm just wondering, like, why aren't... Why, why isn't anybody just a little bit curious Like what's going on here And if they're not curious Is there a reason why they're not curious uh, maybe, I, may, I, w- I guess I'm thinking that They assumed that he's been human this whole time And that he did get shot But uh, recovered And yeah. was able to uh, You know Hold his own yeah. With a group of zombies And okay the guy said Let's have a party tonight At the, uh, at the house was that Major Ed Ravi's house or was that no. – that's the house that all the guys live in? Yeah. Because I was like, that house is huge. <laughs> it's at least a house where they – at least a couple of them live in. There's a little, okay. little bit more of a hint to that in, in a couple scenes here. Uh, but we have to talk about Natalie who shows up in her uh, killer abs shirt. <laughs> <laughs> It's so cute when she like texted him that photo of her in the shirt in front of the space needle. I, I was just like, aw. And just the, the look that Major has on his face, like, oh my god, this is like the best thing ever. Yeah, this is what I need. Right and it's like yes. the note I made, like the one note I made from this episode was like, he like glows when he sees her. Yeah. And I, touches me, touches my heart. <laughs> and you know, when they, you know, they, um, I mean, let me just walk us through it. I mean, it, it turns out that Natalie did take the cure. She traveled. She and she wants to settle in uh, Positano, Italy. I think it is Positano. Positano. Yes. Um, anything important about that place that I should know? Other than it must be it's lovely. Very beautiful. I've been there. Oh, oh awesome. <laughs> um, and uh, there's some references to like trading place. Major apparently has uh, been on the couch a lot watching TV. I relate. (laughs) Um, And uh, Major helps her move. And uh, when they come back, he collapses and he does this whole the Raiders of the Lost Ark thing, which I'm just like, (laughs) good on you. He did kind of imply that he watched Raiders for the first time on the couch. He's like, watch it on the couch. I'm like, do you mean you watched it for the first time, Major? Because I'm like, it's been out for a long time. But I guess so is Trading Places. But I think... I don't know. Indiana Jones means a lot more than me in trade classes. Anyway, I'm talking myself into a circle. Um, all right. So they end up in bed together. Um, Natalie experiences something she hasn't experienced in a long, long time. <laughs> Good for her. Uh, <laughs> and that's when Natalie... I mean, this has been in the background of my mind as I'm watching these scenes. Like, this makes perfect sense for Major. Like, Natalie asked him to come to Italy. And it's like, of course. Like, if Major's if Major can't resuscitate his reputation in Seattle, if people, just random people serving him coffee think he's a murderer and he can't be employed, obviously the next best idea is to go to Italy and where nobody knows. I mean, it worked for Hannibal Lecter. So... <laughs> <laughs> Right? I mean, were you guys thinking that, like, oh my god, we're gonna lose, like, we're gonna lose Major, or we're gonna lose Major for a little while until something happens? Or I thought like maybe the season would end with him going somewhere, and then as TV shows do, the first episode would be like, this is how he came back. But right. um, yeah. like Cheyenne, you've seen 
you've seen Buffy, right? Not since I was a child. What? <laughs> that was a show you shouldn't a- have been watching as a child. <laughs> at least the later no, honestly, seasons. I remember coming home from school and watching it, but okay. um, I, I, it's been on my rewatch list for a while, but I just haven't got back around to it. Something traumatic happens at the end of season two. I won't spoil it for people who haven't watched it, but at the end of the season, uh, Buffy ends up getting on a bus and there's Sarah McLaughlin playing and it's sad, but... <laughs> You know, she's so messed up by all the things that have happened that she has to get away. And even if, yes, if things happened at the end of this episode where you think, oh, okay, so that plan's dead. I don't think it is. I think maybe Major might just go on his own, say fuck no. it and leave. <laughs> no. I mean, I can see him coming back, but. With a tan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's one or the other. It's either he's leaving town or he's getting reinfected. That's the only thing I can think of for Major. But mm. we got to take a, a quick detour here. Uh, Harley has been broken out of his freezer. We have Billy the Guard and Mr. Huntsman hanging out watching TV. And they just, I guess they just kind of pulled this frozen body out of the freezer, put it on the couch, and then turned the TV on. Because, I don't know. When a day is what? And again, this is more stuff that's uh, communicated across the news and it's all like relevant information. Like everything is relevant information. I find I'm like, I'm obsessively taking notes on this show as we head to the finale. But um, uh, on the news, Baracus has declared a state of emergency because of the Aleutian flu outbreak. Um, And the news of zombies is being kind of downplayed. So there's some media spin going on here, I think. And I think uh, Mr. Uh, Chase Graves is pulling the strings. Mm-hmm. So, um, so um, Huntsman is mad because they're downplaying the zombie stuff. And he says, they're coming for your brains. Wake up, sheeple. And from behind him, <laughs> Harley attacks him. There's lots of screaming. Um, so there's a house party, guys. But hold on. Do we feel like that could be the start of like an, an outbreak? Mm. Again, like the um, the boat party massacre. Like I feel like there could be like a spread from that. Are you saying uh, Huntsman and the guard, uh, Billy, Billy the guard, are infected and not eaten? Oh yeah, I suppose they're going to eat him. But I feel like it would be if I were writing it. <laughs> if I <were> <laughs> but I suppose that would speed up the whole eyes on me timeline, which I want to keep it keep it going for a couple more seasons. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it could go either way, really. Um, so we're at a house party. Soldiers welcome Major and Natalie in for drinks, and we're all wondering where Liv is. And the next scene, Zach Stoll toasts Major. He says everybody that he's going to miss them. Or oh, Major tells everybody in the room that he's going to miss them. <laughs> and that's when Justin oh, tells no. Major to come outside. No, I didn't even realize that. Yep. <laughs> Oh, my heart. <laughs> and as, as Justin and Major are talking outside, a stranger has shown up at the party. Uh, Zach goes to ask him to leave, and it turns out to be Harley. And he says that zombies are abominations. He whips open his shirt, and he's wearing a suicide vest that he triggers. Poor little Natalie, like, is right behind him. Like, there's no chance. A huge explosion. Uh, um... Credits. I mean, outside we see Major and Justin being blown back. 
onto the pavement and credits. So <laughs> I had a couple of notes here. I just, I just wanted to note that this is kind of like, like a perfect ending for Harley. Obviously he can't quote unquote live with himself being a zombie. He's got so much hate in him and I'm sure eating like somebody like Huntsman's brains, who's like super paranoid that he might've got amped up even more mm. with that personality. Um, and he just feels like complete guilt for becoming something that he, he hates, you know, that killed his family. Um, and, uh, like I said, information is always there, um, in the scene with Huntsman and Billy the guard talking over this map. He says that they've been tracking the chaos killers, victims and bodyguards, and they're going to hit every location to see if, uh, Harley's brothers are there. And he pointed out one location on the map. And he says, that's where a bunch of them seem to be gathering. So I think that's why Harley showed up there. Because mm. a lot of people are saying online, like, why? How did Harley even know <laughs> where to go? Mm. That, that's why. So. You have answers to questions I hadn't even thought of. <laughs> yeah, because they had mentioned that a couple of episodes earlier. Mm-hmm. What, that they gather at a house? Yeah, that they were following the uh, chaos killers, victims, bodyguards. Mm -hmm. Like, that's how they found Baracus's lake house and such. All right, so you ready for a bit of conspiracy brain? (laughs) Okay. Here's my stuff here, okay? There are questions that we need to answer going into this finale, or... You know what? Mm. That... I would, if that was the end of the season, I think that would have been a great cliffhanger finale. Oh, shit. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't even need another episode. Uh-huh. I know. But, right? but I'm really curious to see what else they have for us. Mm-hmm. I really like that they've been quite bullshit because they're obviously not going to wrap everything up neatly at the end of the season. So they really went, like, no, we're getting the season four. <laughs> and, like, they've just gone for it with, like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like loads of different storylines are going to have to be need another season to um, make sense. Uh, okay, so some questions still out, lying out there. I mean, I don't know if we're ever going to find out who's tweeting mean things to Peyton. But <laughs> that happened. I don't know. But okay, more more importantly, who killed Wally and his family? I mean, do you guys have any idea who might have done it? Well, no, I, I was so sure it was um, Harley. Harley. Yep, that's debunked because we saw them outside. Um, Maybe it was the dog. <laughs> the dog is involved in everything. <laughs> White Fang, you little murderer. Well, Chase Graves wasn't in town. Exactly. Um, um, and why would they kill their own? Because the oh. uncle was a... It was a soldier of Chase Graves, right? Right. So I think what we were supposing when we when this first happened uh, was that this is a way to manipulate Clive. And I really think it still is. I think it's something either Vivian uh, did it. I mean, Vivian is the one that saw Clive talk to Wally and discovered there was some sort of connection there. And I don't know if, like, Vivian told Carrie and then Carrie – Worked with AK Fortison or even Chase. Like, how do we know that Chase was really in Tripoli? You know, 
So I'm not quite sure um, who might have... I feel like Baracus and Chase might be conspiring. Yeah. Because Vivian was taken out. Chase came in. I just have a problem suspecting Baracus of pretty much anything. I mean, that's also one of my questions here, okay? The... James Weckler, who ki- who who orchestrated the whole James Weckler killing the dominatrix and who caused Tatum's infection? The story that they want us to that that you know Peyton was getting um, set on, but Liv was like, mm, I'm not sure about that. Was Baracus discovered that the dominatrix had a video of him? He infected Tatum to get Weckler to get the video, and then when. Uh, Weckler was discovered. He strangled her, and Baracus had to cover it up. And so he threatened Tatum's lo- not being able to feed Tatum. And so Weckler confesses, hides the flash drive, uh, maybe for Tatum to find. Oberman kills him. Oberman goes on a cruise, and somebody kills Oberman. <laughs> so it's just like this really hot, huge, convoluted thing. But it's I don't know. That, like the show keeps trying to say to us, like. It's not Baracus. I mean, because Peyton says he's not a serial killer. He doesn't flinch when Tatum's mentioned this episode. Um, I mean, it, like, even his history doesn't paint him as a bad guy. Uh, like, in um, the first couple seasons, like, you know, he's ma- he's manipulated by Blaine to put some pressure on Mr. Boss. Aww. And, like, the only people he's hurt were Mr. Boss's men who came after him. Like, he did behead them in full-on zombie mode, but... <laughs> <laughs> And he's got this genuine uh, care for his son, his family, and he willingly went into deep freeze for Major. So I'm like, I'm I'm thinking, I don't believe it's Brackus behind this. I think he's, if he's not a, he's he's definitely not a mastermind. He might be a, a, a I'm thinking he doesn't even know what's going on other than <laughs> he's a zombie. These people want to elect him at Fillmore Graves. And that's all he knows. But I'm like, who the hell is pulling the strings and I, I can't think of anything other than maybe Chase and Carrie working together. Mm. But like they did this whole thing in 20 sided die where like Chase was like, I got to meet this Baracus guy. And that's after the dominatrix was killed. And uh, yeah. So it's like if Barack, uh, like my conclusion of that whole mystery is like, if Baracus didn't do it, then someone else is on that flash drive we might not even have all the facts here. I am completely stumped. <laughs> How much do you think they're going to reveal next episode? They've do you think got to leave it. They've got to resolve the dominatrix case. They've got to resolve Wally. Wally's family. And there's other things here too. I What's mean, happened to Zombie Island? Zombie Island. The last time we heard about it, Vivian was heading to it, and this was after she discovered. Like that's the other mystery: who oh. killed Vivian? I know. The other thing is, like, is she still alive? Like, when she died in a helicopter, I... First thing I was like, she ain't dead. Mm-mm, no way. <laughs> but she hasn't shown up. There's been no hint of her at all. Like, mm-hmm. why would they do that if she's not just dead? Unless she's going to pop up in the finale, which I don't think she's going to. I mean, I just don't. She could. <laughs> I hope she does, and I'm like, what? <laughs> um, But... I think that perhaps she was killed because, I don't know, like, she was the one that kept pushing for the Tuttle-Reed murder to be solved. Like, she kept on getting on Clive and Liv about it, which makes me think she might not have been responsible for uh, the Wally's family's death in the first place. Like, maybe it was A.K. Fortison who went in there and killed them on orders from Carrie Gold. And maybe 
Carrie and Chase decided to blow up the helicopter with Vivian and AK Fortison because she they wanted to, like AK Fortison was more loyal to Vivian. I don't know. <laughs> and the other 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 mystery that I I think we need to solve, of course, is uh, like what's the what's what's the big scheme for Fillmore Graves? What is up with this illusion flu virus? Um, and I had a theory. <laughs> And this is the last thing I'll read about, it, I promise. Um, the the grand scheme is to put a zombie on a plane with the Aleutian flu virus to infect humanity. And it turns out that the first time they tried to do it, it ended up – the plane ended up crashing for one reason or another. As we heard – that's what brought Caddy to us for the first time. There was a plane crash and there was a zombie on the plane. Um, so it's mentioned in this episode there's no cure – for the illusion flu virus, there's only a vaccine. So I'm wondering if the grand film or graves plan is kill for kill humanity off, preserve only of the brains and any humans that are vaccinated are just going to be livestock. <laughs> so, Oh my God. I kind of like that, that, uh, Fillmore graves has decided to kill off humanity. Yeah. Because we've been saying, you know, speculating, they think that they're superior to yeah. humans. I mean, obviously, they, they want humanity as a food source, so that's why I'm like, they they left that thing like, there's no cure for it, but there's a vaccination for it. So maybe they're like, well, we'll vaccinate some humans and murder the rest. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> <laughs> like just this horrible virus that spreads the country. Um, spreads across the country, but I don't know, you know. And then there's a the whole thing like, oh, is there enough humans to feed on? Versus how many zombies there are? Like, are people going to die and turn into zombies? No, that's not not it's not The Walking Dead. People have to be scratched <laughs> to be turned into zombies. So I don't know. Oh my god, my head is spinning. But like I, I was, I just. I had I, there's so many questions I have going into the finale that um, yeah. You guys got anything more you want to talk about before we go into feedback? Nope. No, you've just got me thinking now, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be thinking like the entire night. I'm not going to get any sleep. <laughs> uh, well, uh, to get us into feedback, why don't I use this little sound clip uh, from that was set in from uh, Jeff. That they, I guess they use for Gotham Undercover, but um, it's a sound clip uh, with Blaine. Here we go. What is this bizarre segue that's happening right now? Can we maybe stay on point? All right. So our first bit of feedback is from our good friend, Jen. And it's a voicemail. Oh, my gosh, guys. So much stuff happened <laughs> in this episode. Hello, Robin. Hello, Steph. Hello, guest. There was... I. <laughs> I don't even really know where to start. I thought about just sending in feedback for um, the second parter, but there's so much stuff to discuss and I didn't want it to go on so long. First of all, can Major ever be happy? You know, Natalie comes back and then poof, Natalie is gone, I guess. Um, not sure humans, let alone any zombies, might have survived that at the end. That was craziness. Um, I really, really love Malcolm Goodwin all this whole episode through all the interrogation scenes. Just great physical comedy. He's really, I think, become my favorite for this season. If I can put 
uh, Ravi aside for a little bit, I think Malcolm has just stolen tons of scenes that he's been in this season. Um, I loved having uh, Rose or Liv as as human, or as Rose, I guess, disguised. That was pretty great. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen the end of Rachel, if sure she's a little more tenacious, if she'll come back and try to talk to, to Ravi at all. Um, gosh, just so much stuff happened. Uh, I guess, yeah, Major can't be happy. Um, Liv was pretty fun on the screen. Um, we saw some sides of Ravi. I'm not sure we anybody needed to see, but it was definitely <laughs> fun. Um, I thought that it was interesting uh, having her in the bar. It was very kind of Veronica Myers, Neptune Grand, especially that whole scene with uh, Chase Graves channeling his best Logan Eccles. Um, <laughs> really reminded me of the scene uh, when Logan and Veronica are staking out the Neptune Grand looking for Logan's mom, and then it ends up being the spoiler alert, his sister. But... Um, they definitely had Chase and Liv move a little bit faster than Logan and Veronica in getting uh, to the next stage of their relationship. Not sure how that's going to go after having the exclusivity talk that Liv had earlier, but uh, I guess we may see that play out in the second part or maybe something for season four. Um, the mystery overall was interesting. We'll see, I guess, how much the CDC knows, how much Caddy knew, um, and hopefully that'll get wrapped up next episode. I don't know if we're going to have a big cliffhanger. I haven't been listening to your spoiler section, Robin, so I'm not sure what is out there and what isn't. I've just been watching week to week. Um, I think it's interesting to see kind of what happens with Peyton and Baracus. I don't really know if Baracus is guilty or not, but it's interesting to see. And finally, she was lovely on your show, the actress who plays Patrice, but does anybody else just ever want to channel Robin Scherbatsky and scream, Patrice! Every time something <laughs> comes up, Patrice seems to be there. Um, interesting to find out who her mom is. So really looking forward to how they're going to wrap everything up next week. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts as usual. Hope you guys have a great night. And thanks again for all your hard work on the podcast. <laughs> Patrice! <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Oh, no, me too. I want to watch Veronica Mars right now. Yeah. Um, she forgot to include a little bit of... It, this audio file is short, but it says rant about major. This is Jen, Jen as well. Oh, I forgot one more thing. I know, Robin, we talked about this, but why does Chase Graves need to figure out major is human by finding all that stuff on Tumblr? I just don't understand. Can't they smell that he's human and has a brain? How full do they get up on those <laughs> go great brain tubes? It just doesn't make sense to me, but I know this is going against my whole forget about the science of a zombie thing, but it's a huge pet peeve of mine. How can he be in a room full of zombies and be the only one with a brain that they might find tasty and no one noticed that he was human before? Okay, thank you. Rant over. <laughs> uh, okay, good yeah, point. Good point. It's true. All right. Um, let's see. What do we want to read here? You got you got one pulled pulled up for yourself. Uh, excuse me, I'm sorry. Uh, do you do you want me to read Dawn's? Uh, sure. Okay. Comments on season three, episode twelve. This episode was mostly very good. 
there were several I didn't see that comings. But on the other hand, I, the things that I didn't like irritated me a lot. Number one, they telegraphed Chase Graves being a sociopath. Hmm. I mean, he's definitely very scary, but I thought he was also very charming. But then again, I guess some sociopaths are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Number two, they wasted Katie Caddy Cups. They could have used Stephanie from early season two in, instead and gotten the same effect on Liv. Uh, see. I don't think – I think it's too soon to tell. We don't know. I think I think if you use Steph, um, there wouldn't be the whole connection to the CDC and the whole mystery. I think it, yeah. it would just serve as a person that Ravi has had sex with. So Right. Uh, number three, Ravi could uh, – Ravi – Mm-hmm. Number three, Ravi would never have done the autopsy of Caddy, who had, after all, fired him. Beyond that, the death of a CDC official who was looking into things might bring about a D-Day would have made all parties involved very nervous. Nothing like that was evident. Yes, yeah. yeah. I, I felt a little weird about Ravi doing the autopsy on her, too. Number four, Barfly Live was not my taste. Frankly, none of the bar scenes other than with Chase Graves were worth the film. Ooh, that's rough. Well, we had to do the th- we had to do the threes, the, the rule of threes. I don't know. I loved seeing Liv being like you know super like you know seductress, you know, <laughs> uh huh, just like mm, you're into me, <laughs> you know, I'm into you too. Um, yeah, I liked it. Sorry, Don. Uh- Okay, here's Don's fearless predictions. It looks like that next week is going as much about the. Uh, the uh, I'm sorry, I'm blind. <laughs> here's Don's fearless predictions. It looks like that next week is going. To, it's going to be as much about the illusion flu as zombieism. Patrice appears to be the disease vector, and I suspect that the feds are going to come after her, possibly leading to a confrontation. I'm just not sure if the flu outbreak causes the zombie thing to be overlooked. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. That could be a, another reason why they'd release a, an, a flu virus is to keep people from looking into zombies. Mm. It could be not for just killing off the human race. It would just be, yeah. I can see Fillmore Graves disappearing next year. They have wiped out a lot of the troops, and I suspect Chase Graves does not survive the fina- the finale. See you next season, Don. Next season, Don. What about next week? <laughs> well, thanks for writing in, Don. I uh, hope you enjoy the finale. Um, let me see. I'm but gonna... yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, wow, that there goes there goes pretty much all of Fillmore Graves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let me read this one from Tim. Good old Tim. Hey, Robin and Steph, I have to say, I'm disappointed in the iZombie fandom this week. I saw a lot of gross stuff on Twitter with people hating on Natalie and Natalie Major as a couple, but going on about how Liv Chase Graves was hot. I just got to say, I side-eye that so hard, especially as a lot of these people were sort of slut-shaming Peyton for sleeping with Blaine. Okay, I don't know who all these people are, but they got to stop it. Yep, they're awful people. I'm, I'm glad <laughs> I don't see them. Liv, under the influence of Caddy's brain, cheated on her boyfriend. Peyton and Ravi weren't together either time she slept with Blaine. It's kind of sort of really hypocritical. 
As for the episode itself and the developments, Chase looks to be behind Caddy's death. I wouldn't be surprised if he's revealed to be the big bad and also behind Vivian's death. If he was the one who turned Harley into a zombie, trying to ensure D-Day would happen. If he was the one who had Wally's family killed, both to galvanize Clive and Liv and to inspire anti-human sentiment within Fillmore Graves. Okay, your sentences aren't coming together really well, Tim, but I'm trying. I imagine he actively wants zombies to be out in the open, going back to all the Magneto X-Men mutant comparisons that were made earlier in the season. Yeah, Which goes back to my original point. Sorry, fandom, but any ship with Chase is probably just as unhealthy as any ship with Blaine. I'm not saying Rose and Jason don't have chemistry, or that you can't ship it. I mean, who am I to judge? I have plenty of toxic ships myself. It's just, if one guy doesn't get excused because he's pretty, neither should the other. That's it for the week, guys. Tim. Tim always brings it back to Blaine. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it sucks that some fandom um, talks about these characters like this. The only thing about Natalie is, oh my gosh, she's so tiny. Like, like Rose is tiny and petite and small, but I think the actress that plays Natalie is smaller than Rose. She's so little. <laughs> I was looking at Reddit. I did see some uh, some comments like, no way, Liv. You can't have Logan Eccles. That's Veronica's man. <laughs> oh, God. It's just I- like... Okay. I'm upset that people are up, like don't like Natalie and Major. Like I feel like what? Natalie is like Major's lol, if you know what I mean. Like Yeah. Yeah, I, just, I mean they had such a good relationship before. Yeah, their chemistry he, was so good. Like they Yeah, but he was with Rose he was with uh, Liv at that time. So he wasn't thinking about, you know, being romantic yeah. with her. But mm. now, yeah, she was perfect for him. I've waited two seasons and this. I was so happy. Are you going to get one of those shirts, Shan? I'm getting one. (laughs) (laughs) Add it to the collection. (laughs) We should just have one for every season. (laughs) Just, uh, I don't know, with Natalie and Major, like, I I was going to tweet before this episode, I was like, oh, my anxiety is already building up as to what's going to happen to Major this week. Mm. Like, what else can they possibly do to the guy? And it's like, oh, give him the girlfriend he's been longing for and just blow her up. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that was some other negative criticism I've read. Like, people just being like, have we done, have we done enough to, to Major? Like, <laughs> we stopped hurting Major so much. <laughs> uh, okay, what do you want to read? You mean to read? read I'll read Allie's. Okay. Hi, Allie. Hey, Allie. Hey, Allie. I, hey, I Zombie Podcast. All right, so it's been almost three pretty good seasons so far. Let's talk about why tonight's episode of I Zombie was bad, in my opinion. Oh. Whoa. Drama. I'm going to argue. <laughs> okay, live. <laughs> my best girl uh, found herself at the mercy of Caddy Cup's brain, who found herself becoming very interested at uh, some of the men at the local bar, which was comical, yes, but her sense of moral decency and the fact that she has – that, you know, has a boyfriend stopped her from going too far. And then a wild chase appeared. I know why this was done for drama. In my opinion, however, it was the wrong thing to do. It's not making your lead character flawed. It's character assassination. Mm. We've seen in the past Liv's own willpower. Uh, we've, we've seen in the past Liv's own will will overpower the influence of brains like we saw her back 
down from killing Blaine. It also undermined the beautiful scene Liv and her very nice boyfriend Justin had been just had been talking about feel about each other, how she has problems with men because a few of them were dead. Yeah, because she said she was holding him at arm's length. Mm-hmm. Ten because ten because she's she is on slut slutty CDC boss brain. She let her inhibitions go and jump into bed with the guy who's let's face it, probably killed Caddy in the first place and was behind all the shady crap this season. For example, Vivian and Wally's deaths turning Harley into a zombie. We well, we don't know that for sure. We're just speculating. Uh, okay, so yeah. Allie continues. Now I, now I have heard from friends that people thought Liv getting together with Chase was hot. To me, it wasn't, mainly because it made the scene with Justin lose its meaning. Okay, next paragraph. A lot of these particular people also slut-shamed Peyton when she slept with Blaine. Um, excuse me, you don't get to do that. Peyton was in her right mind when she did that, and she and Ravi weren't even together. That actually haven't been together for a while. They haven't been together for a while. And when she went, went to talk to him about the fact that she said, he said, I love you. He was in bed with another woman hours after the fact, and no one is blaming him. <laughs> You you cannot be someone who slut shames one girl for her questionable partner and then turn around and congratulate another when both are about as bad as each other. The only light in the darkness of tonight's episode was major. The fact that his zombie bros at Fillmore Grays found out he was human and were okay with it and his reunion with Natalie were really the best parts of the evening. Though I heard some people were hating on that too, and I don't know why, because she's stealing Major away and uh, needed to back off. In my opinion, uh, they were really sweet. Though evening, though evening ruined. Though evening ruined because, well, boom. <laughs> it's a great she, sentence. She goes to the Whedon School of uh, <laughs> Dialogue. <laughs> I knew something was going to blow up. Watch now as Major becomes a priest and moves to Italy. <laughs> Maybe I'd freeze, but I can see it moving. <laughs> okay, so Allie says she's sorry this is lengthy, but it's time. Uh, it's the fir- I guess the first time she's ever been disappointed in an iZombie episode. She had to get it off her chest. Okay. First off, uh, you must be traveling in the same social circles as Tim is. <laughs> because <laughs> these people are talking about slut shaming Peyton and. Uh, uh, not, uh, I don't know, uh, also talking crap about Major and Natalie and Natalie dragging Major away. <laughs> uh, these people you need to unfollow. And, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, my own feelings on this is, yes, it was rough seeing Liv under the influence of that brain and cheating on her boyfriend. But... Character character assassination. I just don't see it. Like that has this does that has not killed her character. That has not uh, killed me being concerned about her at all. I think that if somebody's character is assassinated, like you're just like, well, I can't take that person seriously anymore, or I'm not interested in that character anymore. I just I think it's quite the opposite. I, it's like we were talking about. It's like I don't think he she was. 
as serious as she was hoping she was with Justin. And those brains just kind of pushed her over the edge with the rule of threes. <laughs> yeah. And I think she's, I think the, uh, she was very much drawn to chase graves and she could, she could control herself with the humans because she knew she could, um, yeah. Infect them, but I think Chase Graves just has this magnetism that, and and I mean like, I'm will no matter what happens, I'm willing to, to see how it unfolds. We have to see how Justin reacts to this, or or what what the, you know what the fallout from mm-hmm. all this is before we make judgments about. Yeah, what's the limit that? someone can get off with? for being on a brain. <laughs> is that a turn of phrase you were trying to make there? Sure. <laughs> I don't think, I don't even know what that sentence was meant to be. <laughs> I think the problem is, I think the problem is the lead character, Liv, can date other guys, but I think the audience does not want to see Major dating anybody else. That he's supposed to sit and wait for Liv to come back to him. No. I don't know. I think, I think perhaps, mm-hmm. um, Maybe the, I mean, it always seems like as we're moving from one relationship to another, we're always kind of wrestling it, wrestling with it. And what, you know, my one true pairing, of course, is Liv and Major. But I had to admit that Justin is a good guy. I really liked him. And uh, I, I, I didn't see anything wrong about him being with Liv. Natalie is a. a Super awesome person and really supportive for Major and really a good thing for Major, especially if Liv is going to – he and Liv are forced to not be together because of the whole zombie human thing. Um, and I also have to admit that, yeah, Chase probably killed Caddy Cups and is probably behind some sort of horrible grand scheme and we're going to find out about it next week. But for that moment in the hotel bar before we knew anything more than – suspicions i guess um they had great chemistry and she might she might not have realized that she was uh kind of done with justin you know i don't know they didn't really do a good job i think if they if that's the way you know it was going but i think the brains kind of really helped out with that (laughs) i think she jumped in too quick after major like there was like an episode between major and her like expressing her undying love and then it's like oh yeah but i'll wing wing woman you or wing man you with this guy so i don't know if we were ever mentioned yeah i i had i had a hard hard time with that too but it still Mm. was like but he's a good guy but oh what the heck major Oh, that Pearl Jam song and all the sadness and man, they were meant to be together. And, uh... <laughs> but it definitely wouldn't mean, mean I'd, I'd go to Twitter and be like, you stay away from Major Natalie. <laughs> if, Justin, if Justin had got like the depth of Drake's storyline or like, you know, the separation mm-hmm. from like Liv and Major, um, I'd be totally on board with uh, Justin and Liv, but it's just been too much. They've just you know, run parallel too much for me. All right, so we should read Efrex's. I think we have a Facebook feedback, and then we got to wrap this up. Going on three hours now, right? We're going to go to sleep. <laughs> uh, Efrex writes, Wowzers, 
Uh, at this point, <laughs> there's really no excuse for us to be surprised by big explosions in an iZombie season finale, is there? This episode could be the season ender already, and it's, so it's a sa- insane to think that it's just a setup to the real finale. The writers did a fantastic job with a major story arc in this episode, covering a lot of material in a short time frame. Loved the, you're one of the good ones line, recalling <laughs> grumpy old Liv from a few years back. A few years back, it was just last season. Well, I guess that aired a few years ago, huh? <laughs> <It> seems. <laughs> and the rekindled relationship with Natalie was sweet, hot, and I fear too, uh, much too short-lived. Curious to see how the whole Patrice Tatum Carrie Gold story gets developed. Wasn't Caddy Cups a doctor? Wonder why everyone refers to her as Ms. Cups the whole time. I assume that very few people are complaining about how much we've seen of Jason Doring the last two episodes, but I'm guessing that we're going to have a lot more focus on Chase Graves in the finale. Can't wait. I don't know, Efrex. I was kind of focusing on him a lot in this episode, um, comfortably <laughs> so. Uh, all right, so thank you, everybody, for the feedback. We got a little bit of Facebook, and we'll wrap it up here. Um, do you have Facebook open, Steph? No. All right, I'll, I'll just run, run through it. Okay. My devices are dying. Oh, sorry. Jeff says Major's pulling an indie from Raiders. Uh, Nikki says I'm starting to think I need charts and graphs to keep up. <laughs> uh, some young actress named Anisha says Patrice and Carrie. What? <laughs> Uh, Robert says uh, This is Watch the episode, it's going to take a few minutes to process Uh, Oh yeah, it turns out that there was a Yankees Mets game, I guess Or some sort of baseball, sports ball game That preempted iZombie For New York, so sorry Um, Sagan writes This week's episode, great, just great Capital letters (laughs) I will start off with the brain. Amazing. Subtle yet overpowering on lives. Not enough visions, though, in my opinion. They were uh, not, not enough visions, though, in my opinion. They were all shown in the previews, basically. And I hope next episode has a few surprises for us, even just with him uttering a phrase while Liv is avoiding his eyes and her going into a vision or two of Robbie <laughs> or the killer. I'm glad Liv turned to Justin in her um, time of need, but still cannot get on board with Justin and Liv. Liv and Major are meant to be together, and I will not be swayed. Natalie. Hey, girl. Welcome back. Brooke Lyons is absolutely (laughs) drop-dead gorgeous. Yes. And tiny. (laughs) The Patrice and Tatum scene were just perfect. Ava and Nisha are spot on. I have no idea what's happening there and cannot wait for more answers next week. My man Clive, sitting in the corner as far away from the is <laughs> as he possibly can. His character is written and portrayed so well. I don't have any feelings towards Harley, but I enjoyed the attack scene. Who let him out? Uh, I believe they they implied that Mr. Huntsman and uh, um, Billy the Guard let him out. So um, the ending was also just wow. I was in shock and awe, and super happy. Justin was ne- Justin needed to talk with Major outside. <laughs> I wish he'd talk to Natalie outside, too. <laughs> now to my favorite part, as Steph knows, the Jason Doring scenes. Polite and curt while dismissing Major. Sultry and flirty while with Liv. Adorable as always while brushing his teeth. Good hygiene is important, even for zombies. He is just great, swoon. <laughs> Final thoughts. Pretending people's lives is my favorite game. Oh, 
Harry Potter reference made my heart made my heart melt. <laughs> Indiana Jones reference made me want to high five Bob Dearden. Until next week, Robin and Steph. Um, and then Dave writes, "We nailed it last week. Casey was the past lover of Ravi that turned up dead." Can we just have a week where Major's life is not shit? Other than a few weeks where he went dark, Major has a great attitude about his horrible life. Last week, I suggested Major just needed to move. He almost had that. It was great to see Natalie. Too bad it was not to be. I'm still not too upset with Rachel. Yes, it's a bit of a relationship killer, but as she says, she was suddenly brought into this with no one to turn to. And as was brought up in your last interview, in most other zombie shows, we would be on the sides of those trying to take down the zombies. Her article was in an obscure rag newspaper, but more and more keeps coming out. So is Liv going to be looking like Rose from now on? It makes me makes more sense for her to blend in, but we are lo- but we are losing an iconic look. This flu line, is the CDC actually looking into zombies but calling it a flu? It was awesome watching Clive hiding in the corner of the room. Germs! Those sneak peeks into Ravi's sex life. Poor Liv. So awkward. Wink. And Ravi is just so smug about it. Um, that guy needs some better sex talk. (laughs) Peyton and the Mayor. A potential new power team. Liv and Chase. Liv was resisting the temptations from Casey's brain. But just could not resist Chase. Well, that's going to look awkward back at Fillmore. The girls, Patrice and Kate Tatum, so much potential there, so many questions. And finally, the explosion. I guess Harley could not deal with being a zombie. Hopefully, that was not the entirety of Fillmore Graves' team. It did seem like a pretty solid party. Dave. Thanks, Dave, and thanks everybody for emailing in. Holy cow. Another big uh, feedback section. But you guys had a lot to say, and uh, we're here for you. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, before we get into our uh, spoiler section, which really is not much other than the synopsis and me, t- me and these two talking about the trailer, um, Cheyenne, thank you very much for being on the podcast with us. It's been a pleasure for the second time. <laughs> hey, that's what she said. Um <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to let everybody know where they can find you on the web? On the interwebs, <laughs> I am available at iZombieLove on Twitter and on Instagram. Excellent. Follow. <laughs> and Steph, do you have anything to say to the people that do not want to be spoiled? Tune out if you do not want to know what will happen on the season finale, part two. Not that we actually know exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> well, <laughs> but you want no information whatsoever. Yet. Well, just like I wish that I didn't know what was going to happen on this episode. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, here is the trailer for Looking for Mr. Goodbrain, Part 2. What the hell is going on? You need to eat someone's brain. We've had better plans. There's an outbreak of a deadly disease. Seattle is looking at a death toll in the tens of thousands. I slept with Chase Graves. We live in a city full of zombies. Discovery day is on us. All those humans out there are going to be in for a big surprise. Dude. I, Zombie, season finale, this Tuesday at 9, 8 central on The CW. And that was the trailer for Looking for Mr. Goodbrain, part (gasps) two. Here is the synopsis. It's very vague stuff. It's okay. Okay. 
Live uncovers the shocking truth with far-reaching consequences. We, we kind of already knew that. <laughs> um, a reeling major looks to the future. Hmm. And Clive gets closure. Meanwhile, Blaine... Who's Blaine? Was the Blaine? Blaine's on this show? Uh, meanwhile, Blaine makes a business proposal. Uh, written by Rob Thomas. Directed by Dan Etheridge. Both friends of the pod. Looking for Mr. Good Brain Part 2. June 27th, 9 o'clock. All right, so trailer. Um, you guys have any things you saw in the trailer that you want to make a note about? Um, Gals, I should say. Uh, uh, <laughs> I haven't seen the trailer. I don't. I don't watch them because I do want like some kind of like I did catch a little bit of um, the Ravi visions, and I was like, and then again, I was disappointed when they were the only ones that were in the episode anyway. Yeah. So I've, just, I've cut ties with the promos. Oh, okay. uh, there was a guest who Clive was having an interaction with. Seemed to be. <laughs> now I feel bad, Cheyenne. Do you want to like plug your ears for a minute, for a second? No, just just go with it. Like, I, if I haven't, I'm sure I'll, I like if I haven't seen it, I will block my uh, block it out. <laughs> okay. Oh my God, Basio's back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, spoiler, I'm happy about. <laughs> if it's a happy spoiler, I'm happy. <laughs> yep. So I think that's what they mean by Clive getting closure. Um, okay. Or maybe he's getting Openture, which means that she'll be on the season, uh, on the show full time next year. Who knows? Uh, we see Liv doing some super jumps, uh, trying to break into like some sort of like gated um, mansion or something. I don't know. We also see uh, perhaps the beginnings of D Day. Um, we see like a mob of humans. At least I think they're humans. They're like they've got like. Weapons, they're breaking, they're looting gun stores. Um, oh, I missed that. Oh, yeah. Well, I saw Stole, like, crawling across the gra- the street. Yes. And two, like, moms seeming shrieking horror. Did you recognize one of those two moms? The one that was more in the foreground? No. It was really, really... Uh, <laughs> Like a one-off character, but this was uh, Jan from the Gossip Brain episode. <laughs> She's the one that opens up the stall and screams Scream. her lungs off. And the other girl's like, God, stop, basically. So she's also, she must have got rehired again to do her huge scream for this. <laughs> and so I think only like real iZombie fans will recognize that. But it's the same girl. Um, we also see a sad-looking Justin. We see we see uh, the cute-looking dog. Um, we also see full-on zombie Liv backhanding full-on zombie Tatum, <laughs> and we see full-on zombie Tanner in like prison gear. He's in like orange, but he's also full-on zombie. He's he's looking like he's losing it. So. Tanner, who's Tanner? Uh, Donnie's new friend. Oh, oh, the okay, yes. Because we hear Liv say, "You need to eat a human brain," and we don't know who she's talking to. All right, so usually at this point we have a uh, skit of some sort uh, or a, a scene from me and Steph's life, um, but 
I honestly could not think of a skit for this episode because uh, my brain was too overworked with conspiracy theories. So I asked Steph what kind of skit she wanted to do, and she said simply haiku. So we're having a haiku contest here. And I'm surprisingly good at this. I'm terrible writing anything else, but I'm good at this. (laughs) All right. So here's the deal, folks. And this is for the, uh, the, the cool cats that stick around to the end of the episode. This is a haiku off. We're each going to read a haiku that we wrote and, uh, you're going to, uh, vote. I'm going to put a poll up on uh, Twitter and you're going to vote which one you liked the most. And I'll say on the podcast next week, um, who won? So, uh, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll just go first. And mine's called Woe. <laughs> Here we go. So much stuff happened, but what really shocked me were two dudes eating trash. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, mine is owed to Jason Doring's abs. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Doring is hot, not to mention a great talent. Why is he not huge? <laughs> I mean, he is physically, but... <laughs> he, is, he is huge. <laughs> and Cheyenne? Um, okay. I'll do one for poor Major. Major, poor Major. He just cannot catch a break. Boom. Bye, Natalie. <laughs> All right, so uh, make sure to go to at iZombiePodcast on Twitter, and you can either vote for Woe, Ode to Jason Doring's Abs, or uh, Poor Major, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you all next week on their special episode for the finale of Season 3. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. Send your feedback to iZombiePodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and on Facebook. Just search for iZombie Podcast, all one word. All of our contact info is on our website, iZombiePodcast.com. You can follow Steph on Twitter at Steph Smith. You can follow Robin as well at El Robinero. Our podcast logo is designed by D. Sheehan. You can find her work at Behance.net slash Deanna Sheehan. Also, friend of the show Cheyenne contributes with Photoshops on our Twitter. Follow her at iZombieLove. Check out our other podcast. You can listen to us binge cast through teen dramas like Dawson's Creek and Popular. Just subscribe to We Don't Want to Wait on iTunes. You can also listen to us occasionally talk about the Buffy spinoff Angel with our friends. Subscribe to Redemption Cast on iTunes. While you're on iTunes, why not leave us a review? We do this in our spare time so your ratings and reviews are much appreciated and helps us get seen by more iZombie fans. And make sure it's on the correct feed. We are the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. And we're done. You think anyone is still listening? Probably not. Zombies! Zombies!